Jason's alive. He killed my friend, now he's coming for me. He's got a death curse. Jason's a legend. I'm Mrs. Warrior, an old friend of the Christie's. Jason belongs in hell. You're joining me if you stay here. Never come back again. You see, Jason was away somewhere, and today is his birthday. Good evening and welcome to another episode of Return to Camp Blood. I am your host, Nathan Barker, and joining me tonight is Ben Diatley. Hey, what's up, man? Now, the Lando is not going to be joining us tonight because, well, he's just too cool for us today, apparently. So, with that being said, I would like to welcome the newest member of the squad, Mr. Kent Mullins, a.k.a. Kenton. Now, some of our listeners might remember Kent from being a guest on past episode number 78, or maybe you're familiar with his Jason Voorhees sculpting over at his business, Black Hat Studios. He does attend, attend some conventions and stuff, so maybe you've had some contact with him uh, at a show. But anyway, a big welcome to the squad, and we definitely look forward to talking shit with you, brother. I'm excited to be here, man. Excited and to we get have- into this. Yeah, hey, you know what? Uh, and for those of you that were listening to Death, Death Curse Radio, you might know Kent and Ben, of course, since we headed up that show, which is no longer going to be in existence, but we'll talk about that a little bit later. So we decided just to bring Kent over on board here with this show, and we've got some new things coming up, and we'll get to that in just a, a little bit. So uh, before we get started, I would just like to say that we are back in full swing after taking a pretty lengthy and definitely a much-needed break to sort of uh, unwind, regroup, maybe refocus, whatever the hell you want to call it, so we can keep bringing you episodes and content about Friday the 13th. Now, with that being said, sometimes it can be very, very quiet at Camp Crystal Lake, believe it or not. So with that in mind, and in order for us to avoid gaps and keep bringing you episodes on what used to be a regular a regular weekly basis, we figured, you know what, why not talk about the horror genre in general to fill those gaps? So pretty much what we were thinking is every Friday fan is a fan of horror films in general for the most part. So why not talk about news and other films and just whatever from time to time to sort of mix things up? Now, I know that some of you probably won't like that idea since we've always been all about Friday the 13th, but don't worry because we're still going to be focusing mainly on Friday the 13th, but we just want to expand a little bit from time to time. So be on the lookout for new episodes with other content as far as that goes. And with this new change, we are pretty much certain, it's not 100% yet, but it pretty much is. And with the new change, we're we're basically thinking, you know what, with new content, we've got Ben's newer to the show, Kent's new to the show, of course, Lando's sticking around, myself, we thought, you know what, let's just mix it up a little bit and maybe go, instead of being referred to as Return to Camp Blood, how about Camp Blood Radio? And drop us a line, let us know what you think about that. The names are pretty close, but it just kind of leaves us more wide open because I have mentioned in other episodes that we are going to be looking into moving uh content over to youtube so you'll be able to check us out there and of course when we meet up with people in person and we do some live recordings it just gives us a i guess a little bit more openness as far as roaming around outside of camp crystal lake so with all that being said uh, like i said just let us know what you think about that any questions comments or concerns drop us a line we appreciate all of our past listeners and we're definitely looking forward to getting back in the saddle and and dropping new episodes weekly so 
On to tonight's show. Recently, I read an article comparing the late Richard Brooker, a.k.a. Jason in Part 3, and the great Ted White, a.k.a. Jason in Part 4. And I thought, hey, that is a great idea for us to weigh in on, uh, on our thoughts as far as the comparison. So for tonight's episode, Brooker or White, that is the question. Also being that with all the changes to the Jason costume throughout the series, part three and part four are the closest and the fairest to actually compare as far as the look goes. And of course, it's still being quote unquote human Jason. So to kick things off, we will throw Kenton right into the sharks and pose the question, Brooker or White? Oh, man, I'm I'm White 100%. But first off, Friday the 13th part four is my probably in my top two favorite, if not my favorite, that is my, like, whenever I think of Jason Voorhees, that's, that's the one that comes into mind. Uh, I do prefer the look of, of part three more over the four, but, um, in general, yeah, part four, final chapter, Ted White all the way. Okay. So before we started, uh, recording, you, you had mentioned, well, one of us had mentioned, I don't, I don't know who the fuck said it, but anyways, um, one of us said that you obviously see way more of Jason in part three than you do in part four. So what is it about Ted White's portrayal that makes your answer Ted White? Well, um, first off, this has been said a thousand times, but Jason in part four is just far more brutal. He's, he's on a mission. He's like, uh, he reminds me kind of like the, the T-1000 and Terminator 2. He's uh, Whenever I watch part three, um, the uh, the Brooker Jason reminds me of like an angry drunk uncle that is hell-bent on beating the hell out of whoever he's going after. That's He's just kind of <laughs> clumsy and <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. hopping around. I, but you know, one thing I do like about the part three Jason is he's also fairly nonchalant. Uh, like the way he kind of drops the spear gun and everything on the deck. But yeah, man, part four is just, he's brutal. He he moves with purpose. He's scary. He's, he's just, uh, he's just more vicious and that's what it boils down to. And like you said, you know, the, uh, the similarities in the, in the costumes, uh, between three and four are, are fairly small in comparison to the other movies. But, um, I love that split in the hockey mask, um, and, you know, for the most part, they're the same. But if, if we're going off looks, then I got to go three just because I've always been a fan of those hunchback mongoloid shoulders that he has. But, uh, yeah, man, I just like four because he's he's a machine. He's vicious. Still Absolutely. human, though. Yeah, no, he definitely – I like the, the Terminator comparison. That's good. But, no, you're right. He's definitely more brutal. I'll give you that. And the thing, uh, like you said, about the drunk uncle or whatever, that's – that's a good comparison too, but maybe, you know what, maybe he was drunk on set because when you do see him do the mic drop on the dock, he was pretty fucking smooth. And then later on, he's not so smooth. Yeah, absolutely. So he, he you know, the J man had been like slamming shots in between kills. That's the only excuse I have because yeah, he goes off smooth and devil. He starts off like smooth and debonair and ends up just fumbling around and getting fucking rage drunk and throwing chairs when he can't find her in the, in the barn and reminded me of like a Kentucky dad that's just wanting to beat his children and the little bastards are hiding in the closet or something whenever he's looking for her. It's just, 
and he's got that blind drunken rage just i i, I can't see shit i don't know where shit is <laughs> where just, are you you little where are you bitch. yep exactly <laughs> I, i'm drunk i can't see straight just you know flopping around all over hell no yeah that's that's a good comparison definitely that's that's fucking funny actually i never even really thought about it like that um but yeah i mean like we had talked about earlier uh you just you see way more of him in part three and i was always i guess i don't i don't know if i always leaned more towards part three i always kind of went with brooker simply because you've seen more of him way more of him and as you guys know you don't see shit out of jason much until the climactic ending and then it's on from there and it would have been interesting to see ted's portrayal in part three as much as you got to see uh brooker in the uh the drunken rampage if you want to call it that or the nonchalant mic drop on the dock i would have been it's it's kind of hard to really make a fair comparison you almost have to flip-flop them in the films to really to really be able to do it fairly but being that these are the only two that are really somewhat in comparison, it just kind of is what it is. But I agree with you. Uh, I I like you know I like part three better. That's that's one of my favorites. Uh, so I, I'm always going to be partial to Brooker, and I love his portrayal as Jason. But I'm right there with you in the fact that Ted White was just vicious, and I got to go with with even though the the minimal amount that we got to see him i'm gonna i'm gonna pick ted white in this one it's a very very difficult decision but i'm gonna go with ted simply because of the little bit that we do see you couldn't have got much better than that it's it's much more memorable i feel like absolutely and most of the things with part three that are memorable at least for me um i mean they're they're not vicious like that i mean they're good parts like like we keep mentioning the mic drop or whatever. Um, I would have liked to have seen Ted portray some of those, and then I would have been able to make a, a, a better decision. But I don't know if Ted would have been as smooth. Maybe he would have when it came down to those parts. And maybe it would have been a, a totally different take when uh, when Ted was in the barn. I, I don't know when Ted was, uh, if he were the one in there throwing shit around. But and, like you I know, said, me and you were talking about this before we started, Pooh, and you tapped on it here just for a little bit there for a second. We also aren't entirely uh sure how much influence the director had on those portrayals so you know who's to say that ted white had he been placed in part three and flip-flopped they wouldn't have played the exact the the exact same way you know do you know what i mean absolutely and that's why i mentioned that before we got started here was i've never had the opportunity to speak with steve minor uh yet anyway he was at a convention that i was at several years ago but he didn't show up until he was supposed to be there all weekend and he didn't show up until saturday uh, late in the day so i didn't get a chance to talk to him but i always that would be my question for steve is if the mannerisms and what you see in the barn or the the drunken uncle rage or whatever the hell you want to call it if that was directed or if that was just the way that richard portrayed the character because you do see like like we mentioned basically two different versions so maybe who knows maybe someday we'll get a chance to have him on the show i know that he doesn't do many interviews so i doubt that'll ever happen but if i catch him out at a convention somewhere that's definitely something that i'm gonna ask because it would be definitely that makes a big difference whether hey i was directed to do it or no that was just my own take so yeah that uh, could have been a possibility and uh I don't know that we'll ever really find the answer out to that. Uh, of course, maybe we could ask Ted White if he was given any direction. I never really thought about that, but I think uh, 
you know, Ted's been pretty, um, if you listen to some of the interviews if, or if you've ever had a chance to talk to him, that he wasn't that familiar with the character when he got yeah. the part. <laughs> so he had to go back through and watch films before he ever, you know, stepped on the set. So, uh, Ben, your thoughts, Brooker or White? Well, I think it's a it's a really good question, man. And, you know, when we had talked about it a week ago or, or whatever and uh, discussing it maybe being a topic for a show, right away I went, I went Brooker, right away. Uh, part three, one of my favorite Friday 13ths. It's one of the films that got me into the franchise. And I think... I think Brooker is really kind of the face of Jason. I mean, if you look at the cover of the video game, that's part three Jason on the cover. And so right away I was like, oh, it, it's got to be Brooker. Uh, but then I then I thought about it. I thought about it a lot. And I, I went back and I rewatched the final chapter. And I don't know, maybe maybe I'm getting older. I don't know. But I, I really, you know, went all out and I rewatched the final chapter. And I'm going to say Ted White. Like, I have to agree with you guys. Ted White just... Uh, to me, you know, I don't want to step on your guys' toes and repeat everything you just said, but uh, more evil. Exactly. He's a, he's a fucking machine. This is a Jason that just went through a weekend of hell. I mean, he just, you know, Jenny got him with a machete, Chris with the axe. He's pissed off. You know, no one's getting away this time. And really, uh, in the shadows, uh, you don't, you don't, you don't see him. He's, he's, to me, this Jason, Ted White's part four Jason is like, like a boogeyman, Jason, not to, you know, compare him with Michael Myers or anything, but there's that great shot right before Trish gets him uh, with the machete at the end when he's, when he's going for Tommy and you see the mask just, you know, kind of come out of the shadows, out of the darkness. And it's, it's, he's really, you know, stalking his victims and just more brutal. And I think, I think Richard Broker uh, really maybe always in light and everything, you know, that probably had a lot to do with the 3d, you know, the lighting and all the setup like that. But, but yeah, just, just big, clumsy ted white was more stealthy stalking and uh really just fucking scary i don't know man i think boogeyman jason is a, is a little bit more scarier than drunk uncle uncle jason <laughs> drunk uncle leave it up to Kent for the uh the hillbilly drunk uncle comparison i mean you I'm do live kentucky, in kentucky so uh you know yeah. i run into, i run into those jasons at dollar general like every other day so you get <laughs> being from kentucky you get drunk uncle jason and you get you get meth smoker, Jason. Yeah, all watching the time. part three is just like going to a family reunion for me. It's it's a little oh, bit close to home. Good lord, good lord. <laughs> I can only imagine. Um yeah, so no, I'm I'm right there. Like I said, I think we're all kind of on the same page, but the it, it's really for me, it's kind of half and half because I love the mic drop. There are other things about three where you're just like, Yeah, that's badass. And then it's a, it's it's a really really hard question really but i think it really just boils down to like we said the brutality now the not that there was no brutality in three because there are definitely some cool parts in there but for the most part jason does not move anywhere near like what we see in part four and the the boogeyman jason aspect of it here's the way i look at that and i agree with you on that because we don't see Jason hardly at all uh, in the beginning, in the first half, you know, more than the first half of the film. And it is very much so like, it's almost like he's stalking them, like you said, more so compared because we only see limited glances and the suspense is built up. And then when you think you're going to see Jason, you just, you just catch a glimpse or you're like, we're in part three, he's all over the fucking place, all over. 
So there's no, there's no uh, stalking. There's no boogie, or I guess there's no boogeyman aspect in part three whatsoever. And a lot of people think if you take a poll, most people think part four is, is the best Friday or in the top three, no doubt of all the Friday films. And they'll, I hear a lot of people comment on the climactic part about part four is that, yeah, it is. We don't get to see a lot of them, but when we do look out and that's pretty much where I'm at with it. And you know, when you do see him, and this is where I'm kind of torn here is when you get down to the aesthetics, because although I love part four and it's probably my favorite and I'm a huge Ted white fan and that's my go-to guy purely off aesthetics. I think I prefer the, the part three look both on the, the, un, the face underneath the mask and, and the build. I like the way Richard Brooker looks better in costume uh, than I do Ted white. Uh, I like those, like I said, those, you know, big hunchback of Notre Dame shoulders and, uh, the face, I, I don't know if you, I'm sure you have Nathan, but you've probably seen the uh, the early photos of what of the face Stan Winston was going to do uh, yeah. before you know they ended, ended up deciding on the one. I, I ended up liking that even more than I do on the uh, one that they went with with Part Three. But I just like the look of Part Three better, hockey mask aside. Um, but yeah, at the like you know at the end of the day, it still comes down to how much of a badass is he, and that goes to Part Four. Yeah, and the the undermask look, I'm right there with you. I, I probably like the Winston look better. It's more of a, a comparison or a carryover from the original Part Three look compared to what you see at the end of Part Four, which I like that look too. Don't get me wrong, but um, but yeah, I, I mean, for one thing, Richard was not a huge guy. He was an athletic built type of person. I think he he probably stood six three, six four. Um, Super. Course, he was really built like C.J. Graham. Not uh, a narrower version. I mean, if you look at pictures of them too, granted, even though they're they're older, you know, years later, that he would be probably more. He probably a shorter version of maybe Derek Mears, a narrower okay. ver- narrow. Right. Maybe that'd be the more fair comparison. He looks, or maybe like a Duck Tate, something like that, a little little shorter. But he's not like when Ted, even at fifty eight years old, when Ted White shot that film and. When we were all down, uh, when we were at Horror Hound in Columbus back in, what, 2017 at the Friday Five reunion when we were all there and Ted White was there? Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I was talking to Ted that day, and I said, I don't remember what we were talking about, but out of the blue, I was just like, hey, just out of curiosity, because now that he's in his 90s and he's, you know, hunched over and, and uh, when he's doing his costume appearances now, he just doesn't, you know, he's in his 90s. He's, he doesn't look like he did back then. And I asked him how tall he was in his day. And he said, I was six foot four. And of course you put boots on him and I probably put him closer to six foot five or whatever. Um, but he was, he would have been probably, he was a lot, I think, broader back in his day, even at 58 years old. I mean, look at him. He was a pretty, pretty good sized, solid guy. Whereas I guess what I'm getting at with this is when you look at part three, if you didn't already know if you can't tell by looking at it is they obviously put padding on Richard Brooker to make him look bulkier and you can especially see it in the arms if you really or if you freeze frame it or whatever but to me it's pretty noticeable because he wasn't a hulking type of guy he was when you see uh, behind the scenes pictures or whatever and you see him sitting there with no shirt on he's he's cut but he's just not like a jacked guy does that make sense like I think Ted had more of just the 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 bigger broader 
build even at 58 years old, whereas they had to put, you know, padding on, on Brooker. Yeah. Richard was built like a swimmer. Yeah. There you go. And uh, while we're on the topic of, of 900 year old Ted Watt, can we send out an open letter to all conventions and ask him to please stop putting him in costume for the love of God? I'll tell you what, the first one that he did, shit, I can't remember off the top of my head which one it was. And uh, it might have been the one out in Arizona. Maybe it was Mad Monster. I can't remember. But anyways, I see that they're going to do the the costume photo ops. And I thought, oh, okay, this is either going to be good or it's going to be really, really, really bad. And uh, like I said, I have all the respect for Ted White in the world. I think that Ted is is a model American. He's he's. When you think of America, that's Ted White. And if anybody doesn't know what I mean by that, Google Ted White and look at his accomplishments with the military, college football player, stuntman, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, he's a total badass. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I that would have been a guy. I mean, you, that guy's got, got some stories. And if anybody has not yet ever had the chance, if you see him at a convention this year, definitely take the time to spend a few minutes with him. The guy is just phenomenal to talk with. We've had him on past episodes here. Maybe we'll, maybe I'll invite him to come on again if he's up to it, but uh, phenomenal with the story. He's very well-traveled, many, many life experiences. And um, so I, I can't remember where I was even going with that, but um, <clears throat> anyways. Oh, yeah, the, about him being in costume. Yeah. We're talking about the convention thing. So the first picture that I see, because of course everybody posts them on social media, and the first one that I see, he has his his outfit. I don't know who made the the first outfit that he was wearing, or maybe it's the only one that he's been wearing. I, I haven't even bothered to pay attention to to know who made that. And for one, it looked like he slept in it, and it was just wrinkled all to hell and everything. The the weathering, I was just like, uh, I, I'm not. <laughs> I don't know. I, I just, I mean, it, if we're going off Jason's, that should have been the part three, Jason, because he would have been drunk. Right. <laughs> exactly. I was drunk uncle. He passed out on the couch. That's after a drunk uncle thing kid. to do. Exactly. But it just, uh, the weathering was not, to me, was not appropriate. And I, I dabble a little bit into the costumes, as you guys know. So I, I'm just like, okay, not, not uh, a good look there. But he still had his wedding ring on and he had, he was sitting down. And he didn't have a hood on. He didn't have a latex or a silicone hood on. So he just had the hockey mask on and his hair sticking out and the wedding ring and the way that the costume looked like he slept in it and then wore it on the plane there. Like it, it just, I was just like, wow, I'm glad I did not pay money for that. And you know, it's, and I want to also reiterate because you said it, but I want to say it too. So people don't get mad at me. I, I love Ted Watt. He's a fucking model American, but we all get old. Everybody gets old. He's just too old to do this, and that's no fault of him. It's just it's fucking nature, man. And at is. a certain point, you just gotta just take the pictures standing there. You're Ted Watt. It's just as amazing as Ted Watt. Um, right. I mean, like I said, the guy he used to be six foot four back in the day, and obviously he he is. He's in his nineties. I mean, when I'm in my nineties, I'm not gonna be. I'll be under six foot tall by then, I'm sure, because I'm probably gonna shrink, you know, four or five inches or whatever. Just like. Uh, whenever you see the old guys out and about and they're all hunched over, it's just, that's what happens. And I don't, I don't think that they should put him in costume either. I think if, if anything, he could stand there or sit there and he could hold a mask in his hand or maybe a machete, but there's no reason it's not doing him any justice to put him uh, in a costume photo op. I wouldn't want to, I mean, once again, no disrespect to Ted, but it's, it just, it doesn't look right. And 
you know, you're charging people out the ass for these photo ops and they're not doing anything but getting more and more expensive. So I I think for everybody involved, it would probably be just a better idea just to kind of, like I said, maybe have them hold a mask and a machete, but definitely not putting them in a full costume. Yeah, I I remember we were, I want to say Whorehound, shit, may have been Columbus. Me and you, Nathan, we were waiting in line uh, for our photo op. And they had the Ted White, you know, photo op. They were going right before us. I think there was like yeah. three people in line. And it was just, I don't even know if it was worth it to, to even go through all of that, you know. Yeah. And that's the thing you have, you know, Tom Morga was there and Tom was awesome. I got the costume photo op with Tom. Kent here. Kent did Tom's hood for uh, for that one. I believed in you, Kent. That was uh, your hood that Tom was wearing it around Columbus 2017 for that photo op. Yeah, he's still using it today. Yeah, and it, and you did a great job with that, and Tom still looks good, and the photo op for that one was great. He was posing with people and stuff, and and he's still in in pretty good shape for his age. Tom's in his seventies, but there's a big difference between being in your seventies and being in your mid nineties. And I just like I said for for respect purposes, I just think that Ted they should not put Ted in a costume. But I will say to to the defense of that, some of the I don't know, maybe second, third, fourth costume photo ops, however many he's done now. I think he's done at least four. But they did put him in a hood, and it looked way better. But physically, with him, with, uh, you know, the wear and tear on his body and, and the you way that he stands. You can still it's a 90-year-old. Exactly, just the way that he's kind of hunched over and the way the way that he's standing there. I just don't think it does him justice. I don't think it does the, the character or anybody else justice. And uh, if they are going to do it, it should be at a very, very reduced cost. You know what I mean? Sixty, eighty, hundred dollars for these photo ops with something like that. It's just it's not doing anybody any justice there other than to say, oh, it's Ted White in the costume. But the the later costume that I seen, especially like the last one, um, there was there was one. I can't remember what show it was where it was. Um, and, and I'll throw this out there, too. It was it was. It was all a, a ton of the Jasons, you know. Ken Ken Kersinger, CJ was there. Kane, Ted, Tom. It was like six of them. Days of the and Dead, it, wasn't it? Uh, no, I can't remember which one it was. I can't remember which one it was now. But they've done it a couple times now. But this was the first one, and of course, Ted, like I said, being as hunched over, he he looked really small. Where in comparison, Ted was just as big as the rest of them, and it just kind of, like I said, I, I guess I look at it more of a as a respect thing. And, you know, it's impressive enough that this man at his age is still capable of getting on a plane and flying to all these conventions and being there all day for, for a whole weekend. That's crazy enough. Like, oh, absolutely. And I remember hell like five years ago. Um, let's see. Yeah, it was it. It was at the 30th. It was at the 30th anniversary reunion for part four in Indianapolis. It, uh, at mask fest one year or yeah that year and um ted i was actually um i spent the weekend sitting at tim schultz's table from crib keeper nine productions just kind of helping him out and um right across from us was was ted and judy and peter barton i forget who else was there um you know ari lehman adrian king there's some other friday people that were right there with us and i don't know how many times and ted would have been like 88 at the time i think and he would have been, yeah, I think he would have been 88. And that guy, whenever anybody asked to take a picture, he always stood up. And I heard um, I heard him tell somebody, I don't know if it was his handler or, or somebody, and somebody made the comment about, you know, you must be 
tired from staying, getting up and sitting down, you know, up and down literally eight hours and doing it like three days in a row. And he said, uh, he said, you know what, that's what the fans came here for. And that's what I'm going to give them. And it's like, wow, you know, it just makes you have that much more respect for him. So when we saw Ted in uh, Columbus uh, nearly a couple of years ago now, when I was standing there talking, uh, talking to him and I said, you look good, Ted. I said, uh, what are you doing to keep yourself busy? And he said, you know what? I've been playing a lot of golf, but you can only play so much golf. And I'm thinking, for one, I probably won't even make it to 90, let alone be able to swing a fucking golf club at 90 years old. I mean, the guy just, you know, the guy's just amazing, plain and simple. Dude, I play putt-putt golf and get winded. Right. I'm, t- yeah, I'm 32. I, yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, I, I some days I wake up and I can't hardly move, and I'm not even 40 yet. So I'm not looking forward to what 92 or 93 would be, even if I make it there. You know, like I said, I, I would, I'd be right there with you. I'd have to take a break after two or three holes of putt-putt golf. Yeah. And add on the fact that he was a stunt man for all, you know, all those years, you know, all the wear and tear on his body. He's uh he's definitely hardcore, man. Absolutely. And he played college football and he fought in a war. I mean, the guy is like literally the fucking definition of America. I mean, really. He was birthed, birthed from the, from the ass of a, of a bald eagle. I th- I think so. I think so. Yeah. You don't have but, to do uh, anything else to impress us, Ted. No, he really you. doesn't. He, he doesn't. And I just, I, I do, I appreciate so much about him and, and all of his contributions, whether it be to the country or to the film business or the fans or whatever, the guy is a class act, but I'm, I'm right there with you though. I just, I'm going to just chalk it up to a respect thing about the, the costume photo ops. I think they should just let him sit there or stand there and just, just hold a mask up and a mach- put a machete up to somebody or something like that. I'd, I'd be just as thrilled to, to do that. Hell, I'm just as thrilled to be in a regular picture with him, let alone something else like that, you know? Yeah, and I've and I, you know another thing I've I've gotten to meet him, fuck I don't know probably five or six times, and he's just so humble and and personable and friendly and and uh, open to questions and you know he obviously his his memory is not probably what it once was but he'll stand there and talk for as long as you want to and he's he's such a just a on top of everything that he's done and uh, everything that he's been through. He's still sweet, just a sweet man. Just I can't say and enough good things about him. I really, absolutely. I really I'm right there with you. And he's a scotch drinker. He's a scotch drinker too. So add that on top of on top of his badassery. On top of yeah, on top of that, he's the most interesting man in the world. I don't. You know what? What's uh, there's all these memes. You see all these memes with that with that guy from the beer commercial. Somebody needs to fucking change that guy out with Ted White. Yeah, just Photoshop is yeah, absolutely. Actually, we might just have to do that. You know, actually, what, why don't it? they just make Ted White that he's still got the the umph and the uh and the enthusiasm to do commercials? I would watch the hell that would be. I would buy Dos Equis every fucking weekend for the rest of my life if they would make Ted White the new Dos Equis guy. That's what all the drunk uncles in fucking Kentucky would be doing. I can tell you that yeah. right now. <laughs> exactly. He yeah. could have. Why not even have Ted White have his own brand of bourbon with the hockey mask on it and shit? I mean, Adrian King's got wine. Why can't Ted White have bourbon? I'd drink it. I'd buy it. Fuck, fuck yeah, I'd I'd buy it too. But you know what, Ben? That that's a job for you, buddy. You take your graphic design skills and you change out the meme and put Ted White on there. Uh, I am totally on it, man. So be on the lookout for that because that would definitely be a game changer, right? That'll be viral, I guarantee it, in the Friday community. <laughs>
I hope have so. You, have you tried any of uh, has have either of you tried any of uh, Adrian King's wine? I have not. I've been I keep saying because I see her quite frequently and she'll just bring it to the show. You don't have to pay shipping or whatever. And I keep saying I'm gonna order some, but other than that, I'm not like a wine connoisseur or I can't even tell you the last time I even had a sip of actual wine. So I'd probably get it and I probably wouldn't like it anyway, but the bottle would be on display in my collection for sure. We got a bottle of it. Me and my wife did it at Scarefest like three, four years ago. It's actually really good. I'm not endorsing Adrian King's wine company, but if you you do pass it uh, at a convention, grab your bottle because it's, it's pretty good. My wife is an avid wine drinker. So um, we enjoyed it. Yeah. And, I'm sure there's probably, I think she has what, five or six different, different flavors or kinds or whatever the hell you want to call them. And I'm sure there's one there that I could probably tolerate, but I'm, uh, I'm just not a wine, much of a wine person in general, so, but I, I definitely would, I definitely want one just for display purposes. That's for damn sure. Yeah. I'm i uh, I'm more of a, you know, I was raised on a tobacco farm. So the only thing that my digestive tract and, and bladders will, will process is natty lot and uh cheap cheap whiskey but uh my wife seemed to like it so well we need to lobby for ted white bourbon and you're in bourbon country so that's that's going to be on you i'm right in the middle of it baby exactly so you need to lobby for ted white bourbon but i i look at ted as he's he's like he's you know He's a man of prominence, but he's like a working man too. So it needs to it needs to not be the most expensive, but definitely not cheap. You needs see to what be I mean? classy. Needs to be yeah, it needs to be classy. And speaking of classy, I will I will put Ted White up there with one of the best snazziest dressing people at a convention. You're I damn right, him and Bruce Campbell. I was gonna say he's right up there with fucking Bruce Campbell and. Ted has, I mean, some snazzy ass jackets. He has this one that's like all red with white lines on. It's kind of like a red plaid. And I'm telling you what, that will rival some of Bruce Campbell's jackets, hands down. Like 007 aged hanging out at conventions. That's what it reminds me of. Yeah. I mean, if you've seen Ted White walking around with this snazzy ass jacket and a glass of scotch, I mean, all dressed up, you know, and you're just like, you, you, you can't you can't beat it you can't i mean he's he's got bruce campbell beat and as, as far as i'm concerned in the badass rate department especially when you know his backstory like his absolutely backstory. and if you haven't seen it i strongly urge you go to go to youtube and do a search of ted white Starman. and there's a clip of him out in the parking lot in Starman, and he's got a few lines and just do yourself a favor if you're a Ted White fan and you haven't seen it, go to YouTube, Ted White, Starman, and watch the clip. If it, You guys know what I'm talking about. Have you seen it? I actually, I have not. This is the, I've heard of it, but I've never seen it myself, no. All right, Ben? No, no, I've actually just wrote it down so I can check it out when we're done recording, man. Yep, it's just, um... It's just a, a few minutes long, and definitely you got to watch it because that's like Ted and his like prime. This would have been right around the same time that Friday Four was filmed. It was, it was probably within I think a year apart. It might have been the same year. I can't remember, but I know they're very very close as far as when they were filmed. So yeah, classic Ted White that you don't usually get to see uh, aside from the uh, the Western movies and his stunts and all that stuff, or obviously when he's playing Jason and he's all masked up. So it's just uh, just cool, cool to see him in that capacity. So, 
All right. So to kind of wrap things up, I mean, I think we're on the same page as far as we all pretty much said, Ted White, as far as to answer the question, Brooker or White, Ted White, three for three. But that's definitely no um, no disrespect, nothing against the late, great Sir Richard Brooker. I love part three. It's one of my favorite films. I, I do love his portrayal of Jason. I've said that on past episodes that he was right up there, too. But I, I don't know. I mean, o- over time and just kind of reflection, I got to I got to go with Ted White on this one. And um, as far as Richard goes, if you if you have not seen the Friday, the 13th, part three memoriam documentary from our uh, friend of the show, a uh, friend of mine, Sean Richards, executive producer, it's available for free on YouTube on Ben here on his YouTube channel, Friday, the 13th Network. Uh, ben, why don't you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, um, you can check it out. It's uh, youtube.com slash F13 Network. And I mean, it's definitely, obviously, one of our you know highest viewed videos. I think it's it's closing in on 100,000 views. And I mean, just really, really positive, positive reaction to it. a lot of comments, a lot of questions. And it's it's really cool, man. It's, it's cool to see the fans with, you know, just that type of appreciation for for Richard Brooker and and the the film itself part three so really really good video recommended to every Friday 13th fan uh horror fans I mean watch it you'll love it yep lots of familiar faces in there and the best thing it is free so if you're not familiar with Ben's channel already Friday the 13th network get your ass over to YouTube check it out lots of good shit on there we are about at the end of the month, so his notorious 13 on 13 that he does, that he drops on the 13th of every month, that's Friday updates and news, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, you know, get on there and check out the some of those episodes. Another one will drop in a couple weeks. Um, other than that, final thoughts uh, on Brooker or White Kenton? White, all the way, man. And, you know, in closing, I want to say I've been a little hard on part three, I think. Maybe not too bad. But uh, I also love part three. I mean, that's good old fashioned, bare bone, like meat and potato, just Friday the 13th with no bullshit attached to it. And I'm always going to love part three. Uh, but, you know, when you ca- compare it to part four, I'm just I'm, I'm going to lean part four. Gotcha. Like I said, three is one of my favorites, too. I, I prefer three over four and I love four, too. But like I said, the we get to see a lot more Jason and so on and so forth, but it's regardless, it's a, it's almost an impossible question. If I could basically say 50, 50, that would be my answer because the up until the end of part four, that's pretty much all I have to gauge the comparison on. So in reality, I'm going to, I'm going to just to answer the question, I'm going to say white, but then again, it's more like, it's more like a 50, 50, if that makes any sense. So final thoughts there, Benjamin. Uh, yeah, Ted White, you know, I think maybe, like Kent said, maybe a little hard on part three. I think, I think, uh, Brooker's performance, you know, in part three being such a great film makes us really kind of like part four a little bit more, you know, uh, drawing from that, you know, the ending and everything in part three going right into, you know, part four, it's, it makes us maybe enjoy part four a little more. I don't know, but, uh. Yeah, Ted White absolutely knocked it out. I think, you know, he had a little bit more – he had help. He had inspiration from part two and three, and I think he he did a real good job of of kind of mixing them. Maybe we got a little hillbilly Jason, but we still got a little part three Jason while doing his own thing. Uh, 
So yeah, Ted White all the way, man. Who would win in a fight? You know, if they were to face off, I, I don't know. I mean, Brooker is a lot bigger, but if Ted White, you know, if it was happening at Camp Crystal Lake and Ted White had, you know, environment, the shadows and everything to stalk him, I think Ted White would take him. So Ted White all the way, but still a lot of love for part three and, and Richard Brooker. And how much had part three been drinking? Well, and that's the thing too is is we got to have a little bit of fun with this. So by all means, no no disrespect to the late great Richard Brooker, but uh, I got to give it to Kent. That's uh, that's that's fucking hilarious. Is the, the drunken uncle? So yeah, no disrespect, but yeah, that's that's funny shit. All right, any any anything else before we wrap this up? Otherwise, we're good to go. Uh, fingernails, you know, Ted White, awesome part four, but, uh, without the black fingernails, that's, that's what I gotta, I gotta end it on that. Ending it on the dirty fingernails. All right. Any thoughts on that camp? No, I I agree with that 100%. I never understood that, but it is what it is. Well, you know, I mean, some people just don't have the best hygiene. I guess we can chalk it up to that. I don't think Jason's hygiene is the best, you know? I'm not much better, so I can't say shit. (laughs) Well, yep, you know how you uh, Kentuckians are down there hanging out at the Dollar General, and some of us uh, aren't even allowed at McDonald's, but we won't get into that story because I don't want to put you on the spot quite yet. Yeah, we'll save that for another time. Yeah, I I may or may not be saying that Kenton is banned from a particular McDonald's (laughs) in Kentucky, but we'll let him tell you that story. You'll have to tune in on the next episode to hear the Kenton banned from McDonald's story. They asked for it, man. All right. Well, that wraps up another episode of Return to Camp Blood, possibly Camp Blood Radio on the next episode. We're still weighing weighing out our options on that, but let us know what you think. And also, please rate and review wherever the hell you listen to the show at. Also, check us out on Facebook at Camp Blood Pod. And please leave us a a review there on the Facebook page. We would definitely appreciate that. And if you want to check out our back episodes, you can find those on our website, campbloodpodcast.com. And if you have any questions, comments, concerns, Feel free to drop us a line. Until next time.